just he made fun. Oh, I got so many compliments on my mustache. The mustache. Oh yeah, uh, it's a different look for you. Like a lot of people in yeah. our old life have never seen you as a mustachioed man. Yeah, but it, it, apparently it has a bit of a cop vibe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Now, now you see it, and you're like, "Shit!" And there it is. No, no, no. <laughs> I knew all along. Oh really? I didn't see it right away. <laughs> oh no, hundred percent. Like if you put a pair of aviators on. Like yeah. you would hundred percent look like either like creepy, <laughs> creepy cop or nineteen eighties pilot. <laughs> Go with pilot. Go with pilot. Go with pilot. Yeah, I could pull that shit off. It's like for all the for all the stewardesses out there, this mustache ride, this mustache train takes off. Oh six oh six hundred hours. That's military talk for six a.m. Because <laughs> I'm a pilot. Cheers, brother. We are back. Welcome to the Blue Collar Philosophers Podcast. I am your co-host, Devin Braun. You all know Biker Mike from Mars, especially if you listen to every episode, because he's on more than I am. (laughs) Well, the studios are literally in my house. It it does help. Um, I just like to let everyone know, because it's a new year, it's a new me, that we're going to be far more sophisticated, polite, no more swearing. Um, we're just going to be better people. <laughs> better than you, especially better than you. <laughs> in every single That's way. Right. In fact, in fact, we should take a sip with our pinkies up. Oh, Pink. yes. <laughs> Pink. Pinkies <laughs> up. Pinkies up. <laughs> 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 See, when you, when you, with your lips, it aerates. Yes. It yeah. very much does. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And we do that because we're better than you. Y- yes. That's, that is the key. You need to do that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we, in fact, in the next episode, we're changing this to the white collar philosophers. Hashtag fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin it. Ruin it. Oh, I might as well just divert oh, back, back to who we were. <clears throat> okay. So I want to get these out of the way really quick. I got Devin Christmas presents and we haven't seen each other since mid-December. Yeah, it has been. Bruh. We were, we were, uh, the last half of December was pretty busy for both of us. Yes. We tried. We tried to line up podcasts. We tried to bring people in for stuff. We tried to come in, just do things, but we were just on whole different wavelengths. Yeah, we were both just doing things. I was trying to do stuff. You were trying to do stuff. Now, here's the thing. My kids want to mm. see your reaction when it comes to opening gifts, so I got to, like, reaction video. Video this. So. All right, so this is this is for your children? <laughs> More or less. Uh, all right, kids. Here's Uncle Devin opening his Christmas gifts. On the podcast for you. It's for like you. a podcast within a podcast for you guys. Heck, maybe we'll edit this and make it like a reel or something. Mmm. Mmm. All right, let's do this. Opening. This seems very book-like. Ooh, what is this? The Iliad. Oh, my gosh. Okay, do you know how close I was to getting you the Iliad for Christmas? <laughs> I had I had the book in my hand. I'm like, 
I don't know. I don't know if he's going to read it. I need to get it for him in, po in, in audiobook form. Dude, thank you guys so much. This is great. This, uh, has been, this has been the book Christmas. I've never got so many books for Christmas. Really? Yeah. I'm, Do you know I'm what's loving it? I really get, this funny. Is, this is part of our. This is part of our new year, new us. We're better than you vibe. Is we actually have real books. Real books, <laughs> and it's and feel the feel the the texture and the, just everything about it. Is this like, is that's like, a book. I gotta describe this to you guys. It is it is burgundy with kind of like orangey gold flames as a cover, and it it only says Iliad on the back. It's uh, very very classy, and I am super stoked about this. Thank yeah. you, brother. Yeah. Definitely. Now you got to open your other gift. The other one. Oh, two. Yeah, wow, two. you went above and beyond. I, you, like I said, I'm better than you. <coughs> I. This is who I am. This is who you are. Don't don't forget to read the tag on the box. Okay. You just got to keep opening it once you get past the wrapping paper. Oh, oh my gosh, I got to open this like a child. Just get into it. Yeah. Really? The box is beating me. <laughs> uh, the tagline reads, Merry Christmas, bitch. <laughs> yeah, and then you got to uh, cut the, the thing. Yeah, it's, it's, you have it very well taped. I didn't. Yeah. Ooh, this is sharp, this knife here. Yes, that knife is very sharp. You should be able to, like, destroy the box after that. Oh, let's see. We got a t-shirt here. Holy crap, Blue Collars Philosophers Podcast t-shirt. And the back says, Jesus still loves us. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Pseudopigrapher of Crete episode, everybody. If you want to know what that, what that is from. Oh, brother, thank you so much. Thank Definitely. You. All right, I want to talk a little bit about that now. I, I didn't wrap it. Oh! Here, I got you something, too. Oh, is it a book? The finest conspiracy artworks of... Well, I, I didn't wrap it. That's just... What? Dude. Yeah. So I got you uh, an icon of uh, the Archangel St. Michael. Oh, brother. Thank you. There. Thank you so much. This is a, such a thoughtful gift. Oh, okay. Cool. Merry Christmas, us. Um, we're going to talk about it more. Now that I'm going to turn off the video. All right. Bye, kids. Bye, Love kids. you guys. <laughs> All right. So, really quick. Um, <clears throat> my mother. Ooh, fucking whoop, whoop, whoop. stupid thing. Uh, my mother has a thing that allows you to make t-shirts and stuff like that. So, oh, I'm so you, like, can, you can actually screen print your own stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, not screen print, but like... These are vinyl. I got mine. <laughs> oh, nice. You got yours. I got mine. I got a shirt, too. Yours is actually in blue. Yeah. Oh, this is on the wrong ear. That's what's going on. Yeah, so I got my shirt, and Amanda got a gray one. So I'm going to stop touching this fucking thing. Uh, so we made shirts, and the book, I saw the book at a store, and I picked it up, and I'm like, oh, this looks interesting, and then I read it. I'm like, oh, the Iliad. And I'm like, I looked and I'm like, I want to buy this because it does not belong in this store. This book is too good. Too nice for the for store. For this in. store. <clears throat> this, is the, this is the coolest one that I've seen. Yeah. Like the one that I was looking at to get you was kind of just like, you know, glossy, glossy cover, like your normal thing that you would find at like. Your Kohl's paperback or, Kohl's. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they had Iliad, uh, the Iliad, and but no, the... The, this this actually looks like it belongs in a man's study. Yes, yes, and <clears> that, <throat> that smells of rich mahogany, and <laughs> smells like knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I th- I had the book in my hand, and I'm like, I'm not going to read this, or I might read it. I don't know, but this book belongs to some somebody I know. And then I thought, I'm like, I don't think Devin has this. No, I don't. I've actually never read it. And uh, that's the thing. It's we, one of those books that like forever stays on your, I want to get, but never get around to. Yeah. And I've seen so many copies, like, like you said, the gloss paper copies around this holiday. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> philosophy's making a comeback. And when I saw that one, the thing is I saw that one first and then I saw the, all the gloss ones, but I'm like, no. I need to buy this. And then when I realized, I'm like, oh, Devin. So I texted your wife and I'm like, does Devin have this? I'm sure he does because he seems like somebody who would have a copy of it. And I'm really glad you didn't because, um, yeah, it's the nicest copy I could fi- I found. So, yeah. That's rad, man. Thank mm-hmm. you. So that's our Christmas holiday <coughs> time. Welcome. You guys got to be part of it. <laughs> I realize we do so many things on our own time and we do not give... Uh, uh, our audience a full look into <laughs> our personal shit and that's some of our personal stuff and yeah the t-shirt and I, I was like I gotta make a t-shirt when I realized that I went to I went to Michael's and picked up a couple shirts oh just plain ones and then just you can print them at your mom's place shirts, print them at my mom's place do it there and I had my sister-in-law help with the graphics and she was so concerned with branding she was like, <laughs> "That's awesome." Oh, do you want this font? And I'm like, "I don't, I don't care. I just want it to work." What, 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 uh, what about the, just, just like, uh, no, well, I, I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be similar to oh, yeah. the one that's in our, that's yeah. in our logo, right? Yeah, similar in a way. Yeah, this mic's being annoying. I yeah, was looking you, at microphones. You have too. to touch your mic. <laughs> I got to touch the mic. Touch the, I, I touch the little mic. I did lick my fingers <laughs> first. Lick your finger and touch your little mic. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, she was so concerned. With the brand and the text. And I'm like, I just want it to look similar to what I got going on right there. Like our actual, you know, our logo. I don't need it to be perfect. I just, Mm -hmm. this is a one-off. This isn't like, we're doing a thousand of these. No, this is just me and my buddy. These are one-off prints. And so I was like, yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Then my mom and I, after she was gone, we like simplified it. I'm like, all right, let's just do the easier one. There you go. And, uh, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Um, and I got to participate. I actually made yours. I did. Well, she did the whole printing and all that, and I just helped. I helped. Helping. <laughs> Steve. Steve. <clears throat> so I did go to Saskatchewan for the holidays, and I got to go hang out with Dave. Yeah. Oh, you went, you actually saw Dave. I got to go hang out with Dave, not for a long time, just a few hours at Tim Hortons, literally on the north end of Lloyd, just hanging out. Drinking coffee, shooting the shit, telling a story. He got his motorcycle license. Oh, dude. Okay, so... The amount of people! Yeah, so just so you you have an idea, like, the man has been riding for damn near 20 years. Oh, he's a phenomenal rider. He's aggressive, but yeah, he's always been riding dirty. Yeah, super dirty. So the fact that now he's finally riding in a way that, you know, oh, you're legal now. It's good to know insurance will cover you now if something yeah. does happen. But it's because his son wants to start riding. His son picked up a uh, Magna. It's, isn't it neat how our sons make us want to be better people? Right? Yeah. Like, it like, really does. Like, oh, if I want to help you with this, I need to I need to level up. Yeah. 
And so that's super cool to see. Yeah. So he's like, my son wants to get, and now his son, I don't remember the kid. He's driving now. Mm-hmm. He wants to LS swap a Ford, which I understand L- LS swapping like a late 80s, early 90s, you know, something that, you know, has some potential. No, a mid-2000s Ford. <laughs> like, dude, just buy a different one. Just buy a different truck. <laughs> just, this is not worth the money of LS swapping. Like, the motor's worth more than the truck is. Just buy another truck. <laughs> but you know how it is when you're a kid. You just get this idea. Yeah, you got ideas in your head. Oh, man, when I when I was, like, that age, like, Fast and Furious kind of just came oh. out. So we were all about, like, big blingy rims and, like, you know, these are kind of, like, rice rocket sort of looking cars. Like, And all yeah. of us just had dreams of making them look like Fast and Furious cars. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Just yeah. had ideas, but that that was our that was our moment in time of like what we thought was cool. Which car were you? I know which car I was gonna do. It was my 1990 Chevy Cavalier Z24. So it's a two door. Before they switched to like the the <clears throat> ugly um, Sunfire looking bullshit. It was mm. a square body and all that. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I love that. I still love that car, but it's front wheel drive, and it's just kind of shitty. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, like all those, like all the sedans, all the family, cheap family cars from mm-hmm. the you know, early 2000s and stuff. Yeah, they were all just kind of shitty cars. Kind of shitty like, cars. Do you see any Dodge Neons around? Like they <sighs> sold. No. They sold so fucking many of those things. Where did they all go? Nowhere, except for the SX 2.0. <laughs> SX 2.0, it had a long footprint. Like it, it lasted a little while, but now I can't recall the last time I saw a Neon or SX 2.0. Right? Like, all those cars from that era, they're just, they were so disposable. Mm-hmm. I was even thinking when about When you were the, done with them, you were just, they were just gone. They were yeah, done. I was thinking of the Honda um, CRX. I love that little car. It's like a Civic, but it's mm-hmm. it's the ha- it's made for two people, so there's no <clears throat> backseat at all. It's a hatchback all the way, glass back on it. I love that car. It was such a cool car. And you can't find any in good shape because they made them out of recycled materials. So none of the metal holds up. So if you get one, it's rebuilt top to bottom and it's cost way more than it is. Way more than it's worth. And you've spent more time than money on this stupid car. (laughs) So anyways, that's what Dave's up to is hanging out with his kid, doing that stuff. And we we started, the problem is we start telling motorcycle stories and and halfway through one of three, he's like, all right, son, here, listen, like, we've been riding a long time before we <laughs> Oh, so his son was there. Oh, his son was there for part of <clears throat> yeah. the conversation. He's like, all right, we're going to pause. We're going to pause. You got to you gotta level up to this. <laughs> you don't start here. And so oh, that's funny. It was such a good time hanging out with Dave, telling good old war stories of uh, riding past and how he had, when he went to go get his license, his bike wouldn't start. So oh, he, no. So he calls up his buddy. He's like, hey, man, can I borrow your road glide? This is a CVO road glide, not mm-hmm. like a regular road glide. <laughs> the highest end road glide that Harley makes. And uh, he, the guy was like, oh, oh, you're, you're doing your test on that? He's like, yep. And then he hot, the guy puts, he, Dave puts his jacket on. And the guy could tell almost immediately. He's like, you're one of those guys. He's just been riding forever. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, he just. Killed it on the test, and the guy came up to me and said, yeah, there's one thing you did a little wrong when taking a right-hand turn. You left a little bit too much space on your right side. People could sneak in there. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll work on that. He's like, no, you won't. 
It's like you're way too set in your ways. You're you're, you're, not, you're not working on anything. <laughs> but he passed and he's safe. So I was like, congrats, Dave. So yeah, it was really good to hang out with him and just just he made fun. Oh, I got so many compliments on my mustache. The mustache. Oh yeah, uh, it's a different look for you. Like a lot of people in yeah. our old life have never seen you as a mustachioed man. Yeah, but it, it, apparently it has a bit of a cop vibe. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yep, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, now you see it and you're like, shit, and there it is. No, no, no. <laughs> I knew all along. Oh, really? I didn't <laughs> see it right away. Oh, no, 100%. Like, if you put a pair of aviators on, like, yeah. you would 100% look like either, like, creepy, <laughs> creepy <laughs> cop or 1980s pilot. <laughs> Go with pilot. Go with pilot. Go with pilot. Yeah. I could pull that shit off. It's like, for all the for all the stewardesses out there, this mustache ride, this mustache train takes off and- <laughs> Oh, 600. oh, 600 hours. That's military talk for 6 a.m. Because <laughs> I'm a pilot. Uh, Expect the ride to be bumpy. Yeah. And you got to go to Alberta. Yeah, yeah. I went and I spent Christmas with Bam. Yeah. <clears throat> and I I am partially jealous. While simultaneously, my family's a lot bigger than yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I was very fortunate that my dad converted this old hotel for their place. And so, so there's you, like rooms galore, hey? Yeah, you got a few rooms there. Like if you need to get away for a few minutes, there's like two, how, okay, two how living many, rooms. How many room, like bedrooms do they have? Like is it is there still any of the hotel part left? Yes. Yes, but it wasn't a standard hotel as we know them today. It was, oh, this is a hotel, there's a common bathroom, and you get a room. Oh, I see. So it's like a little house on the prairie, kind of like, yes. sort of like hostel sort of thing. Yes. A lot more like that, except he has torn down walls in between rooms to make bigger rooms so you can fit a whole queen size bed. Not like, oh, a queen size bed in here is the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can, you got like a half a foot on one side, half a foot on the other and two feet at the end to where you, and there's still no room to walk around. Uh, you know, you know what we should do? We should, we should do a motorcycle run to go see our brothers in the BC, in the, in the, in the, blah, blah, blah. The Bridge City crew for one of their things. Yeah. And use your your parents' place as our stopover. With that being said. Um, that would be cool. I've never seen it. Sean Newman's doing a uh, blue collar round table. And uh, he just, he's been talking about it for a little bit. So I messaged him here when I was in town. I'm like, oh, yeah. hey, man, if you're going to do blue collar round table, you can't forget about the blue collar philosophers. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. So I, and he's like, yeah, you should totally come. Like, you give me a date and I'll see what I can do. So we might be going to Lloyd anyways, and that's where we'll stay, cause, or Dave's place. But we, mm-hmm. just stay we gotta wear places. shirts. Oh, we gotta wear Matching shirts. shirts. <laughs> we'll bring merch and hand him our stuff, because he gave me a hat last time. I'll get my mother to pick up some hats and make some hats for us, because she can do that. <laughs> we need to make really backhanded compliment gear for people. Yeah. Like, like this is for you, but remember you're not special. Or <laughs> like, you just weird. <laughs> This is a one-off, but we're we're doing this for clout, not for actual. Um, So I met somebody. Okay, here's one of the things I want to talk about. I met somebody at uh, my father's church, and she heard me on Sean Newman's podcast. And she's like, excuse me, were you on Sean Newman's podcast? And I immediately did this thing that really made me think. I was like, (laughs) I apologize immediately. Mm. And then I, I think about it this last couple of days. I'm just like, why the fuck did I say that? What, what, what do I have to apologize for? And I realized what it was. 
Because the me that they're about to engage with... Is not the you that they saw on the podcast. Yes. You're not going to get me uh, cussing up a storm. <clears throat> you're not going to get me two whiskeys in. You're not going to get me in this this idea of who you think I am. You're going to get a completely different me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I imagine that's something that most people that have podcasts or platforms in general have to deal with. Because it's a, it's a vibe mm-hmm. when you're in the mode for making content. Yeah. And it is, it is authentically you, but it's yeah. not the totality of you. No. And that's so what... I'm assuming everybody has that feeling where they're like, oh, I don't think, I don't think the me you're interacting with is going to be the me that you expect from you, you know, encountering me through this space. Yeah. Your perception of me. Mm-hmm. And so the, per- I was really worried about the perception and, of who they thought I would be and who I actually was. Yeah. And so... My apology was like, okay, like, one, I'm sorry for if I offended you because I probably said something offensive. Um, but no, she was very genuine, very polite, and very kind. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, this is this is fine. I'm good with this. And so it was it was a great little conversation. Apparently, she's her do- her granddaughter has been on Sean Newman's podcast uh, because of her. <sighs> I hate. I don't even want to do it, but her. Jab-related injury. Here's the thing. <laughs> Our last two episodes have been taken <clears throat> off of YouTube. YouTube. For speaking, speaking about... Speaking a V-word. A V-word. That doesn't rhyme with fun. <laughs> and, or, or chicken vagina. <laughs> no, so... Yeah, so yeah, we've had two episodes come off for saying the V-word, the jab-word. The jab word. And anyway, so like this person. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of getting sick of this shit. I am getting sick of this shit. And I don't even The thing is. So now we I, can't even talk about this thing that you're talking about without losing one of our mediums. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, uh, do we just get kicked off YouTube? Do we just not care? Because eventually we, I'd like to get some video going. Mm-hmm. And do we want to cut ourselves off this early because we don't have the video. We don't have that part set up yet. All we have is audio. I'm just so torn. Do we just jump to rumble and be those conservative guys just like all the rest of them? I know. Like, that might be the play, but it's... I don't... I don't know. I don't want to censor or or govern my language to use a word that I don't find offense. Whatever we said wasn't that bad. We didn't say anything to disparage or discourage anybody. Well, maybe discourage some people on some areas, but we, not, like, what well, I said wasn't actually bad. Yeah, but you know what it is, right? It's the algorithms that are just picking out those things and yeah. they're, I'm sure the algorithms can pick up whether or not you're conservative or not. And if those things all kind of line up, it'll just automatically yank it. There's no person behind it making that Yeah, call. no, no, it's a, it's a computer program. It's an algorithm and I'm fighting an algorithm and I'm looking for, you know, okay, review it. I want somebody, if you're going to boot me, you listen to all of them and make sure what I said was wrong. And if you don't agree with it, cool, that's fine. But what I, what was what I said? So anyways, this person had somebody who was injured in her life go on Sean's show. And Sean helped them out by calling a couple of his doctor friends that they have down in the States. And so this girl who could not get any help, a young, healthy goaltender for a university of some America place because she's a goalie. Mm-hmm got injured to the point where she couldn't play at university age. And so she had to get help 
from American doctors because no Canadian doctor worth his salt was willing to do anything about it. And Sean hooked him up. So, <coughs> Sean, yeah. fucking hey, good job. Cheers buddy. to you. Kudos for that. Kudos. And so, yeah, that's a small little thing that I get to be part of. And just to have this conversation with this person and them kind of see, oh, okay, you're not... You're not always like you were. <laughs> and then I met a, other people that, that told my mom that she needs to do something about me. <laughs> oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, actually, your son, he, he d- 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 can you fix it? <laughs> can, no, it's, it's too late, lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mama had her chance. <laughs> Have you ever wondered how much of the current you was actually her fault? <laughs> Oh, no, no, she did her best. <laughs> her best wasn't good enough, but she did her best. It's like, listen, lady, you have no idea how good he turned out as to what he could have. He could have been so much worse. <laughs> he could have been a Democrat. Oh, yeah, I, like your mom's a sweetheart. So yeah. it's anything that you are is like probably anything you are that that's like gooder than it could have been is probably due to her and mm-hmm. her prayers for you and that's then. right <laughs> how much she loves you man mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love my mother I really do so with that being said oh is there one day too many I'll say it I'll say it publicly I was at my parents place mom dad you're not listening anyone who talks to them that tells them one day too many I was you just it, it just okay there was this thing that happened uh, mm-hmm. When I first started dating Amanda, I went to her parents' place for Christmas. Their parents lived not too far from here. But in my family, when you go somewhere for Christmas, you're there for Christmas. You just hang out day in, day out, like night. You sleep on the couch. You sleep wherever. It wasn't a big deal to me. That's mm-hmm. the way my brain thought. I didn't communicate that with them. And they didn't have, they were like, oh, is, is Mike going home one of these days? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This is not the way the rest of the world does their Christmas because that's how we did Christmas. Yeah. And I realized that I'm not normal in that way because, well, I, I don't know. A lot of people probably do that, but their family doesn't. Yeah. Oh, well, that was, again, one of the things that we do as a, as a yearly family tradition is actually staying over at my parents' place for a few days over the Christmas holiday, right? Yeah. That way you can do like Christmas toys in the morning. Yeah. You do, you know, you do a big Christmas Eve dinner. You have a, like, we usually do like a brunch sort of thing. Yeah. Like we have like this, we have an actual set tradition for our family that mm-hmm. we do every year and have since I was in junior high. Yeah. <clears throat> but with half my family now living on the other side of the country... You know, sometimes yeah. that doesn't happen. No. So in this year, we actually decided to go hang out with Bam and Melody in uh, in Pigeon Lake yeah. for for Christmas. Did your parents end up going to uh, Newfoundland or were they home? Yeah, yeah. No, they went. Okay, to good, good. I thought I thought you just abandoned them at home. Really. Like, no, no, no. They went to Newfoundland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and so we yeah it was kind of this this new experience of of kind of doing our family tradition, but with another family with their own traditions. Yeah. And so that was a, it was a little tricky to figure out. And, you know, like, like, like you said, right? Like we probably stayed a little too long. Like we didn't. You were there a while though. Yeah, we were, we were there, we were there a while. And it's like, it was one of those things where like, we should have probably hiked off a few days earlier than we did, but wanted to stay another week to go to church again. Yeah. And, or sorry, not another week. And like another, like for the second weekend to go yeah. to church again and do New Year's Eve, right? But it just was like, you need it. There's a talent of knowing when to pivot. Yeah. And we just, we missed our, we missed our mark on it because of being too rigid with the plan. Yeah. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I think that was part of mine too. But the thing is, my brother was only there for a few days. Like we got there a couple of days before my brother. Yeah. Because uh, he had to work uh, right until Christmas Eve or whatever, and he showed up Christmas Eve. And then Christmas morning, we did the present opening and all that stuff. But we got there two days earlier. Mm -hmm. Well, a day, a whole day earlier than we intended on getting there because I didn't have work. I'm like, why not? I don't have to be here. Just go. And so, yeah, it just, that one day made it just feel like, okay, we've played as many crib games as I can possibly <laughs> as play. You can do. My yeah. son learned how to play. My daughters learned how to play. We were all playing crib. <laughs> and my son got, dad, do you want to play crib? Dad, do you want to play crib? Dad, do you want, and he smoked me. Here's the thing. He, oh, really? He skunked me. But who's, count, who's counting his points? Yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah. So he's not watching. He's, he, like, but, I mean, like he's this, trying. He's, he's doing his best. You, and I'm, I'm trying to explain up. it to him yeah. and trying to like, okay, where are they and all this stuff. But so he beat me fair and square, but I'm counting. So I'm, yeah. I'm getting mad and he's just getting lucky. Great hands. But it got to the point that I'm like, man, I just <sighs> should have figured something else out. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it really sucks that it happened because you, you don't want to feel that way about your family. You want to feel like, oh, no, we had the greatest of times. I wish I would have stayed longer. Like, I'd rather have the I wish I would have stayed longer feeling than this is too much. Or maybe a, maybe vice versa. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. But, like, for us, I think, like, our we had in our mind, like, all these things to do with our son, like, being that close to Edmonton. Mm -hmm. And... What I saw, what I think what it did was it created like a one we're there too long, but also not there enough. Hmm. Right. So it's like you're, you're there for a long time, but also don't feel like you're properly connecting with the people that you're with because yeah. we had like all these things that we wanted to do with our son in Edmonton, like take him on his first roller coaster ride, which is one of his Christmas gifts. Yeah. And then we're like, we should do the. Do the, the water slides, you know, the, yeah, do the, 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 water, the water park, the water park thing. And then we're like, you know what? This is a wicked awesome science center here. He's homeschooled. This is a great opportunity to go do some homeschool stuff. But yeah. he, that many trips to Edmonton, <laughs> you know, from Pigeon Lake, which is an hour drive. Yeah. So that just, that robs, it robbed a lot of the feeling of home Christmas. Yeah. And so I think that was, that was probably our biggest downfall. So we were there too long, but also not enough. Yeah. But that being said, though, like, I had such an awesome time. Like I imagine. Oh, dude, the food. Like, the sm like Justin got himself a smoker here a couple, he, years, yeah, back. A couple, he, years, couple back, years back. A couple years back. He's been practicing. Yeah. <laughs> so <sighs> it was, we called it Smoked Christmas because everything, <laughs> everything was smoked. Everything was baked and smoked. <laughs> yeah, and it was I, – I came away with some pretty, pretty full – you know, oh, they've yeah. got a, they've got like a, a sauna in there, like an old seventies sauna yes. in their basement. I didn't, I never got to use yeah, that we, thing. We fired that sucker up. Oh, that's awesome. But you can only go in like one or two people at a time. Though. Yeah. That's it's, the thing. it's a small it's, one. It's, you gotta be real, let me phrase this correctly, really close <laughs> with somebody to be in a sauna <laughs> that small, sweating that much. <laughs> oh, do, do you have asparagus? <clears throat> I can smell it coming through your pores. <laughs> oh yeah, I hmm, that would that would be something. Um, so what else happened? Oh, did you get a chance to listen to the Justin Butts? Uh, no, I haven't. I heard Justin talk about it a lot. Oh but yeah, 
I didn't have a chance to listen. Like, uh, we, I meant like, I ha- I haven't listened to any podcasts really since Christmas break started. Yeah, it's like I'm going to work tomorrow. Like, I went through my podcast list of what I need to download. I'm like, oh shit, I've got a huge, huge <laughs> backlog of that's funny of my normal stuff that I listen to while I'm working. Yeah, I got to work through some stuff. I'm trying to figure out which audiobook to get next. I'm almost through, um, what do you call it? The Gulag Archipelago. Mm-hmm. Almost through that. And I'm starting to realize that uh, I'm not normal because I mentioned the book to somebody and they're like, oh, I've, I've, I've never heard of that. <laughs> like, like, how have you never heard of that? How? How? And then I brought up, I'm like, ah, it's kind of the same, a little bit of the same vein of um, 1984. And he's like, Oh, I've never heard of that. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, uh, did you not, like, everybody our age. I didn't hear, I didn't do it in high school. Everyone talks about it doing it in high school. Right. I never did it in high school. Okay. But no. I mean, like, seriously. We did like, Animal it's, Farm. It's, yeah, so it's usually 1984 or Animal Farm. Like, yeah. they, they flip between them. Like, I know in, yeah. my, in my school, if you were in class A, you did Animal Farm. If you were in class B, you did 1984, which is the one that I did. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's part of our cultural consciousness. Like, yeah. how did... You're not weird. That person is weird. Because <laughs> I, I named a few <clears throat> books, and he was just not hitting any of them. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm weird. <laughs> but maybe, maybe no, like no. There was culture. two other people. There was two, two people side by are, side. Are we both really that much like unwell read? Maybe as uh, you mean as a culture, as not a as culture. Uh, I think maybe. Like we've got access to so much. That's but that's the that's the problem with pseudo intellectualism, where we believe ourselves to be intelligent or in, intellectuals based on our access to knowledge, access to uh, information. We have it right at the tip of our. I said this last week, so people are hearing a repeat. But you, we have access to so much information that we think ourselves to be smart. Mm. No, you put down that phone, and all of a sudden we're retarded. <laughs> it's like how was a tornado made? It's like. Oh, well, it's really simple. There's a hot air, cold air, and then that's it. It's like, nope. There's a lot that happens, and it's got to be a ton of things in place to make a tornado. I, I know there are. I don't know, don't what, know what it is, but there's probably Moisture, more than the average density, person. hot, cold. Yeah, just a bunch of stuff. And so, yeah, also, you know, trees make a difference. Too many trees, bad. Not enough trees, bad. I don't know. So, anyways, we have this, pseudo, this idea that we're very well read in Western culture. It's like, no, no, we just, we piggyback. And that's what I've been doing for a long time is piggybacking on Jordan Peterson, piggybacking on uh, yeah. very smart people. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, like pe- people who have real intelligence that are, have, have are, read are, are, yeah, and are well read that distill it down and then present it to you in an easy way. I, I mean, yeah, I'm sure we're all guilty of that. I mean, like you just got me this book that I, you know, have never read, even though it's a modern classic, <laughs> and it sits in this thing in my consciousness as, oh yes, uh, the Iliad, the of Iliad. course, yes. And I'm sure, I'm sure, I've made points based on things in the Iliad, <laughs> right? But really, that's been a regurgitation from somebody from like Richard Rohr or from Peterson or somebody yeah. of the sort. Yeah, <clears throat> some other philosopher who's far better read than us. And I'm like, yeah. okay, it's time to step up. And I'm like trying to figure out because I only get one credit per month on. Uh, Audible there, because I'm that cheap. Yes, I'm paying for Audible. Okay, but so I'm, I'm so cheap. I forgot that I had a subscription to Audible. Oh no! How many got? Uh, at the moment, I've got a backlog of seven books I can get all at once. 
<laughs> and I just got three. You just got three and you still have seven more? Yeah. That's so funny. So you've been paying monthly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The thing is you get stream books, but you can't you can't purchase them. Purchase, quote unquote. Uh so yeah, I'm trying to debate which one to get. And I'm like, do I go what, I, kind, what kind of book do you want? That's the thing, I don't know. I've been going on this Russian kick for a little bit with um with uh the Gulag Archipelago, and I did Meditations, uh, Julius Caesar's book, uh, so a little bit more on history again. And I was thinking about still going more World War II uh, history, either crime and punishment kind of feel, or uh, there's this, like, the 302 or something like that. It's like these camps that Japanese <coughs> people didn't experiment on people. It's like apparently it makes the Gulag look like a, you know, park a theme. It's like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. The, the, Watch this. And, and then the I'm like, the depths of not... human depravity go very, very deep. Yeah. And, I'm and, like, they, and we're really creative at it. At yeah. the worst, at the worst possible stuff, we're really creative. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm worried that I go that direction <clears throat> and I just don't want to listen to it uh, or jumping into another C.S. Lewis book and go in that direction or I don't know. Oh, you know what would be kind of cool? We should each do a C.S. a C.S. Lewis book. There's mm-hmm. one that I've never read that I want mm. to, called "Till We Have Faces." Hmm. We could do that and then do a book review on it, like you and Will did. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, till we see faces. Until we have faces. Till we have faces. All right, I'll look it up in a little bit. But uh, yeah, so that's one of the things that I'm been going through trying to figure out. But yeah, listening to these audiobooks, so depressing. <clears throat> like the Gulag, love the shit that they did to people. And the reasoning and the justification and the bureaucratic, uh, bureaucratic insanity that they put people through. Right. Like it's, it's so, it's so terrifying how good intentions can become so evil. Yeah. Because all of that really, really stems from the fact of we know what to do for you better than you do. Yeah. Let us handle, you know, everything and like, and let us like with total, with total confidence, make all the decisions for all of humanity. And that's what it turns into. Cause you can't control humanity. No. <clears throat> and, and it was, <sighs> you know, the, the com the communist ideal really is based out of compassion. Yeah. And, and a protection of that. They're like, we need to protect this great thing that we have created and they need to protect it from anybody, any, even their own people. Mm-hmm. And that was the terrifying part. Like they were arresting people left, right, and center. Didn't matter how high you were, how low, what was going on. If you could be arrested for anything. I remember at one point, they were talking at one point, there was this, um, they were clapping for, for Stalin for something. They were just clapping, mm-hmm. everyone clapping, everyone clapping. And it got to the point of, we can't stop. We can't stop. Don't be the first one to stop because you, you don't know what will happen if you're the first one to stop. And I guess the Ministry of Paper was the first one after seven or eight minutes of clapping <laughs> was the first. To, like people were faking heart attacks to stop, <laughs> but everyone who was capable was clapping. Just kept going. Oh, and that's the, hilarious. The Ministry of Paper finally said, okay, this is ridiculous. This is, you know, they clap, sat down and everyone else, oh, thank God. The Ministry of Paper got arrested. <laughs> and it was never be the first. Never. Ever be the and first. And it's like... You don't want to be the <sighs> first. You don't want to be the first to do something or the last to do something, depending yeah. on what the thing is. Yeah. yeah. And it's like... And it was ridiculous. 
It was stupid. It's like, oh, you were the first to step down away from the stall from Stalin. It's like, it's so mind-boggling. And it was little things. It's like, oh, you you were a prisoner in uh, Europe, so you experienced Europe then. You ex- you experienced European freedom. <sighs> Gulag. <laughs> I wish I was joking. Oh, you were a prisoner of war in Europe for Germany, so you experienced German prison. I can't, I can't explain. Anybody that could provide any extra perspective yep. is too dangerous. Yep. And I'm like, I, I, and that's why I know we're not, we're not there yet. We're still good. <laughs> Canadians all worried about this being communist Russia and all. It's, we're still it, good. <laughs> there's, there's a long way to go to get to that depravity, but it's one of those things where it's like, how bad do we want it to be for our kids' as kids and et cetera? That's et cetera. right. No, no I'm, I'm not, yeah, not disregarding it while simultaneously being <laughs> like, hey, we're still okay. <laughs> With that, that being said, some of the stuff that our government's pulling is such bullshit. Uh, like the uh, the news. Oh, yeah. Okay. You, you didn't know about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Canadian government wants to get their money on things. So in order for news companies to... Yeah, any big tech company. Any big tech company... To like Facebook, like um, Instagram and stuff like that. If you want to put news on there, government needs to get theirs, and they need to get from a Canadian source. So a government has to make money off of this somehow. Mm-hmm. Google and Facebook are big enough that they're like, oh, well, pound sand. Yeah, like we have the grand total like, as a general population of like what New York. Yeah, it's like yeah, like. Facebook can just say, fuck you, Canada, yeah. <laughs> without without batting an eye, without a sweat. And so this thing happened on the radio right now, and they're saying thanks to big tech's, uh, what did they say, big tech's suppression or censorship or whatever. Like, they're blaming big tech for the Canadian government stepping in and telling big tech how to do <clears> their <throat> thing. It's like, I'm sorry, were you not getting news perfectly fine before the Canadian government stepped in? I could. I could go on Facebook. I could get Alaska Highway News. I could Alaska mm-hmm. Highway right here in Fort St. John. Can't get out there. They don't have a Facebook presence anymore. They can't. Hmm. And that's a local. That's that's Canadian news. But because they're not playing game, and then all of a sudden, uh, big tech's like, "Oh, sorry, you're we're not allowed. To, we're not allowed to put you on. We're not allowed to platform you because we're not Canadian, and you're not Canadian enough, or funded by the government." Jeez. And the Canadian government, like you can get news from the city website, from City Fort St. John. You can. You can go on their thing, on their Facebook thing, and you can get news through there. So whatever is okay for them to publish is fine. But that's that's the government telling yeah. you what you need to know. So I wonder how long before this goes to stuff like podcasts. Like at what point are you not going to be able to get NPR podcasts or – get the Joe Rogan experience or That's Sam Harris or, th- or yeah like at yeah. what point are they going to say like to Spotify sorry we're throttling your ability to to reach, to, Canadians. Broad, to reach Canadians for this stuff yeah that's gonna suck for us it is gonna suck but uh, <clears throat> for us right now we are going my, my thought is VPN mm-hmm. we get ourselves a VPN we go, start yeah, platforming and we just go around it we can be an American and they'll be like oh we're now American yeah, motherfucker, let me say the N-word as many times as, I don't know, <laughs> whatever Americans do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's it's bullshit. And it's exactly what's happening in our government. They're telling you what you can and cannot say, 
which is government overreach. Oh, they're yeah. they're already censoring us through YouTube. YouTube censoring us. That's that, that doesn't have anything to do with our government. That's, no, that's, that's just YouTube's, YouTube's wokeness. <laughs> wokeness, pulling that <clears throat> bullshit, and uh, it's ridiculous. Again, if I've said anything to break their guys, I, the thing is, I have, I have said some things that would go against YouTube's guidelines. That's not the stuff we're getting censored for. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I said some heinous things. It's it's almost exclusively for the jab stuff, the V word. Yeah, the V word. <laughs> and and the only reason we're saying the V word now is so you can look and be like, hey, there are two episodes missing. I'm going to look them up on Spotify or on iTunes or whatever, and you'll be able to see it. Yeah. No. Yeah. If you want to see all of our stuff, go to Spotify. Like yeah. That's just the easiest place to, to get it all. Or Apple Podcasts. Apple. YouTube is spotty because YouTube is really yeah. quick. To hit you for stuff. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. That bullshit. And we're going to be doing an episode with Dave. Yes. Vanilla Will's dad. We've been trying to get Dave on. I don't know why, though. No offense to Dave, but I don't know why we're trying to get him on so bad. I think it's because I like Will. And I know they were doing a thing together. But (laughs) I'm like, oh, Dave's fine. I'm not speaking ill of him, but... I don't know. I think you might be surprised. I probably I probably will be. It'll be nice. But I'm just like looking. I'm like, we've been doing this long enough now that we're mm-hmm. not like reaching as far. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Dave, yeah, sure. We'll go on with you. I wanted mm-hmm. to have him on before. I'll have him on still. I just, yeah, I'd be, I would love to hear. I just don't want it to feel like we're ganging up on Will <laughs> either. <laughs> because, I don't know, him and him, like, Dave, him and his dad disagree. Dave, where did you go wrong, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's your parenting style and how can I avoid it? <laughs> Will, we love you. Oh, so oh. much. Uh, but we can't, we can't not bust Dave's But I mean, balls. It, it, might, it might surprise us. He might come at us busting our balls for oh, yeah. stupid shit that we say on this oh, podcast. Apparently he tried listening to us before, but it was in our early days. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, the, we had a lot of, a lot of anger. <laughs> I feel like we've come a long way. I, I don't know. I enjoy listening. I actually, no, I don't enjoy, I don't listen to the podcast because I can't. It's just, it's too narcissistic. To listen to your own stuff. just sit here and feel like I'm jerking off. (laughs) Just listening to my own. I made a really good point there, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't do it. It's just not worth it. So what else happened over the holidays that made me think? Thinking, thinking. You said something about a conversation with your sister. Oh, I can't talk about those. <laughs> no? Oh, hold on. Let me think. Um, we disagree on many things. Uh, we have a bit of a character clash. Her character and my character don't get along. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is me trying to speak in a way that... Let's you know, I do care about this person, but we disagree. <laughs> All right. And I'm not going to um, bow, but at the same, or, or like be like, no, she's right, or I'm not trying to save face. I'm just trying to be respectful. We disagree on some things. Okay, like what? Um. All right, cool. I'll be the bad guy here. Yep, go for it. All right. I don't think you should feel... Uh, emotionally, socially, mentally obligated to go to a gay wedding 
if you uh, under religious pretense. I personally have not been invited to a gay wedding. Mm-hmm. Would I go if I knew both the people? I I wouldn't. I I would hope I wouldn't. And I know I would feel torn because I know that I love people. I really do. I might disagree with you, but I love you as a person. She believes that, no, you you should go to support them. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't support what they're doing. I don't believe that. I, I do believe in civil unions. If you want to be uh, tied to somebody through a civil union via government or whatever, but a church should not be obligated to uh, marry you. And uh, no Christian should be expected to support you if they, you know. I, I'm going to sound very misogynic uh, or uh Bigoted, but if if, <laughs> if you're a Christian who believes the Bible and you see homosexuality as a sin, you should you are under no obligation to go to that wedding and support that. Because I don't feel because going is supporting it. You're not calling it sin, and I'm like, okay, this is sin. Does that mean I hate the people? No, I still love people, and I I, I want them to know that I love them, but I disagree with their choices. I don't believe that it's a choice, I, or I don't believe that it's a, a, not a choice. I believe it is a choice that you are making. I don't people believe people are born that way. I believe people are born with um, inklings, like desires, mm-hmm. but I don't believe you are born that way, quote-unquote. And so I don't feel like anyone should be forced. Anyways, she disagrees with me very strongly. She may have gotten emotional while talking about it, and I remained, like, steadfast and be like, no, no emotion. No, I just disagree. I think it's a sin, and I think if you go to it, you're supporting sin. You're not supporting them. You're supporting sin. We disagreed. And Mm -hmm. I I, I really had to wrestle through that because I like, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to be confrontational. I'm trying to be biblical. And it's like, okay, why, why do I believe that? And so I really did wrestle. I'm like, do I believe this? And the more I looked at it, the more I thought about it, the more I, you know, struggled. I'm like, yeah, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately mm-hmm. because I, I want to just be there for everyone and be kind and just, I want my cake and eat it too. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think that's right. I still stand by my conviction of... I don't believe it's right. So, anyways. Would you go over to a gay couple's house? Yeah. Have dinner with them? Mm-hmm. So it's not like... I'd be friends. Heck, I even go to the reception. Because <clears throat> I'm, I'm pretty sure they throw a pretty good party. <laughs> 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 but the civil union that side of things, I don't, well, maybe... Hmm, there's an yeah, interesting, so that, there's that an was, interesting That was going to be the next question I asked. Would if I it go was, to a If it was a civil union, union wedding... Rather than a religious ceremony. Hmm. Because as have you I, been to a civil <clears throat> union? Yes, actually, Dave and Kelly. Yes, yes. Uh, whom we love, yeah. love Dave. I, I'm quite sure you don't listen, but if anyone tells Dave about this, I love that guy to death. He is great. I love his wife. She's a gem. Great girl, and yeah. uh, they. I'm quite sure they disagree with us on a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure they do. But <laughs> Which, at the same time, though, like, I'm, I, but it's, they're it's it's cool the direction in life they took off with, like going to like the territories and stuff like that. Oh, but yeah. man, I miss them being around here. Mm-hmm. They were super fun to go camping with, to have mm-hmm. like play cards. Like 
just I, I we went to Dave's bachelor party, like yeah, you know, whooped, whooped we it went up to, with those guys. Like yeah. it was it was fantastic. Like I, I love and I miss those guys. But yeah, sure. On religious and I guess maybe some moral matters, we probably disagreed, just like we do with Will. Yep. But yeah, like I when we went to their wedding, like yeah, that was that was, that a, was, civil, a, civil that was union, a civil union, which is super boring and almost <laughs> feels it feels so unnecessary. Yeah, it, that is the it's just a piece of paper ceremony that you go to. <laughs> yeah, it does it does lack a certain amount of the symbolism and romance, oh. you know, of a wedding. But that being said, like if I was invited to a, a same sex to a same sex civil union of people that I like that I. Yeah. Love. Yeah, I would do that. But I think that I would draw the line if it was a, like, a, if it was a Christian ceremony. Because yeah. at that point, that is, it's forcing, it's forcing something that, <laughs> you know, that it's forcing oil and wine together. Yeah. Uh, or sorry, oil, oil and water together in a, in a, well, in a way. Wind it away, that. too. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's one, because that, 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 you're encroaching on on beliefs. You're encroaching on what we hold sacred. Yeah. And you're encroaching on like all these levels to it and you're trying to make it bend to you. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not even hundred percent certain that I think that Christian marriage and like legal civil union should be one and the same. Yeah. To the degree of that it what, is. That it is, right? Because <laughs> people say, well, well, that's a, that's a, that's a civil right issue then, right? If yep. you can't let gay people get married, that's a civil that's a civil issue. Mm-hmm. And I, I I actually agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like from the element of it being a a civil a civil deal that has to do with your taxes and ability to go see yeah. somebody in the hospital or yeah. you know do those kind of things. Like yeah, yeah if. If, if I have that right to do that in a secular society, which Canada is, mm-hmm. with my wife, then you yeah. have your right to do that yep. in a secular society with your husband. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with that. So, but when you're making the religion step outside of its own belief yeah. core, however you bend it, yeah, <laughs> because there's a lot of people that try and bend it to be like, no, this is okay. But that's, that's not traditional Christianity. No. So yeah, if I was going to that, I wouldn't. If I was invited to this, that, I wouldn't go. If yeah. it was like this is a bond we're making between God and a covenant, you know, between heaven and earth. Nope, I I won't go to that. Yeah, that is just it, it is blasphemous. Yes, yes, and it, I can't think of her- heresy. Yeah, yeah, it, I think that's we'll just call it for what it is. That's blasphemous. Yeah. However, in a secular society where the where the government is the one yeah. that actually gives you know the power to bind people in that way. Yeah. If you're keeping it as a secular thing, where the government is the one that is making you one. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I I still I still struggle with it though. I mean, it's but yeah, that that's a sign of the the, the decline of society, but at the same time it's like my religion is it's uh, separate, yeah. <laughs> you know, of society, right? Like the church has lasted through many, many different societies, yeah. many, many different economies, many, many different ways of being, and kept itself more or less 
the same on a lot of these issues. Yeah. So that being believed, like that, that being said, I believe that Christianity is going to last the fall of Western civilization. Yeah. Because it is not, it is not synonymous with Western civilization. But is <clears throat> participating even in a civil union that you disagree with on a moral level, maybe not a moral level, I think that's on a theological level, would that contribute to the downfall or to the downfall of the society? Would it contribute to the downfall of society? To the, the downfall of society. Because you're saying this, this one, the Christian is going to outlast this. So what sense does it make for me not to support my friends in this area? It's even though what you believe your friends are doing <clears throat> is theologically bad for them. You know, I have so many friends that have different, entirely different theological makeups than I do. Mm-hmm. Where if I was going to make that the standard of, of relationship, You'd have very you, few. <laughs> we wouldn't I, be we, friends. We wouldn't. Yeah, there would be so few friends. Yeah. Right. Because at that point, you're getting into the old colony Mennonite, how to write Amish yeah. mentality of like, nope, we're just we're off, and we're actually going to completely cut off the world. Right. Yeah. So to that degree, no, I think that 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 isn't a matter of. I think I don't. I think that isn't a matter of hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. That isn't a matter of contributing to the downfall of society. <coughs> That the that 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 downfall is kind of mm-hmm. happening anyway, and the battle for it's happening happens way before you know your two friends are getting together. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. So I mean, like, would you go to a friend's wedding who was unevenly know, yoked? Unevenly like, yoked. <laughs> that, <laughs> right? No, that's the Christianese right? like, term that we use. So I mean, like, there's there's lots of different questions that that way that you can that you can ask. Um, and a lot of them make you just sound like a dick for saying no to. <laughs> yeah, right. That that is. The, <clears throat> well, look and at our we we uh, we have friends that uh, they're not listening to this. And if you are, well, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, we have friends that they won't go to a wedding because a girl is divorced, and her new husband's not an abusive piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, but she's being divorced. I'm like, I'm sorry to the abuser. You're 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 totally fine with her being married to an abuser, but now that she's separated from, separated him and, from the abuser and being married to somebody who loves and care for her, cares for her and cherishes her you, and, and you, loves you God think, and yeah. does all this, like his, his you, oh. you won't support that, that union. Right. So like, again, that's, you know, that there's a slippery or uh, not slippery slope, but there's a, there's a gradation of like, okay, well, where do you draw the line? Yeah. So, Yeah. We need to think about our line. And that's where this this person was getting very emotional, but they were making it in a way that. But, yeah, I don't I still don't know if I'd go with a civil union because, one, they're boring. <laughs> they're so dumb. <laughs> I mean, that would do. That I know on, it that, means it's something to them. That depends is, on the friend, because let me tell you, there's a lot of friends that I have where I'm like, if you were getting married tomorrow, I'm like, I'm not entirely sure I'd make the trip. <laughs> <laughs> but some that I would very, very much go go out yeah. of my way to yeah to to go right yeah to be there so yeah so I mean that's what that's one of those things where it kind of depends on I guess how close you are to somebody yeah but the idea of mixing the idea of mixing like the civil union of a same sex couple with the solemn and sacred 
vow that is that is marriage before God, right? Because yeah, especially I, you look at the divorce rate in the church right now. Who are we to hold a light to anybody when we have worse, if not equal, to the divorce rate of the secular society? Mm-hmm. The sacred before God doesn't mean shit to anybody anymore. Because they yeah. just they, they they're looking for. But an excuse. that being said, if it does mean something, <coughs> if it does mean something to you, yeah, then are you going to draw a line when something is being done that is outside of? Yeah, are you going to are you going to step up when somebody says, "Does anyone see any reason why these two not be wed?" Are you going to be that guy? Are you going? <laughs> I don't. That's a scary guy to be. Yeah. So. But it's like you know I've been to I've been to. Um, Seek, like worship services. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to an Islamic, you know, like a mosque to go see one of their services, stuff like that. I've been to various things like that, where something is happening that I theologically am not copacetic with, that I think yeah. is a real thing happening. Yeah. But I've gone as a friendly observer, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I don't think that is, I don't think that that's a bad thing. However, I wouldn't go there with the mindset of, oh, I'm worshiping with you guys. <laughs> I'm like, we're all the same. We're praying. I'm, yeah, we're, like, we're all the same. I'm going to go and I'm going to dive into the stream of what you're doing and worship yeah. the God that you're worshiping, thinking it's my God or yeah. thinking it's all the same or just, you know, being like, I'm not going to do that. Very like, Baha'i, very uh, Buddhist idea yeah, of all so, gods are God. So like going to a, going to a Sikh temple is different than like going to a Sikh temple as an observer is a different thing than going to a Sikh temple as a worshiper. Yeah. And I think that maybe a standard like that would be a similar thing to apply, right? Mm -hmm. To, to a situation like this, because a wedding service is actually a worship service. Yeah. Right, like this is something that is oh, it's being, a it's a it's a cer- it is a ceremonial yeah, part. It's, it's it, a ceremonial. To go is to participate. Yeah, it's a ceremonial ritual in yeah. which you're which you're going and you're participating with the couple as part of the part of the communion of saints. Yeah, and uh, you know, being a part of witnessing them coming together and holding them up and celebrating and venerating this thing that is happening. So, if you're if your idea of going to a wedding is that, then you shouldn't go. If you can go in a way where you're observing something and not participating in any way with what is happening, that's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, um, let's, <clears throat> let's say we had a friend doing a seance. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I want you to come to this seance to support me. <laughs> We're gonna call up my dead uncle or dead cousin or whatever. Oh yeah, no, husband. I wouldn't. I would not be in that circle. I would be holding hands. <laughs> I would, like none of I'd that. I'd be like, nope. None no, of, none of, I none love of you, but you're being retarded right now. Yeah, none of that would be happening. However, would I potentially go watch what's happening and interview that person for a podcast episode? Oh hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> For not, we're not doing this to support. I don't support shit here. Yeah, like this, this is but, beyond my thing. But I want to see what you're doing. Yeah, I'm not participating. Where you know, you if, don't get to claim. It's like, oh, we've yeah. got this guy. And, from and this if way. and if my presence there disrupts what you're doing, then don't invite me. Yeah, and it will, it will. If the God I stand for is who He says He is, your shit won't work, or I will wreck it. 
not intentionally, just by being there. And so I'm like, all right, no, I, I, but, but being asked to come and join, like as, as, as support, no, I don't support. Yeah. I, I might love the person trying to commit this stupid act. And in the same way, I don't, I don't support what you're doing. Do I love you? Yes. hundred percent. Do I agree with what you're doing? No. Mm-hmm. With that, without being a friend, I, I got friends that are, they get married first or no, sorry. They live together first and then they get ma- or and then they have kids and then they get married. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, why would you celebrate with them? And I'm like, cause they're finally doing something fucking right. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> yes. They did it out of the wrong order. Travis. <laughs> I love the guy to death. I wish he would have done it the right way. That's neither here nor there. But he's doing something right. You so you celebrate when somebody's doing something right. You don't celebrate when they're not doing something that is you believe to be immorally incorrect. And so, yeah, love the person, disagree with them. Mm-hmm. You love me, I'm sure, and you disagree with me in a lot of, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Not a lot, but enough. <laughs> really not much. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which has brought me into a thought I had. I know on the other podcast we we uh, busted balls when it come to uh, ecumenicalism. Oh yeah, this is the thinking, most ecumenical thing we do. <laughs> like even that podcast is ecumenical. It is because yeah. we're 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 bringing almost all faiths underneath the same umbrella. <laughs> well, I mean, sorry, all Christian faiths, I guess. Like we don't yeah. really we haven't had any Muslims or Sikhs. No or any, Muslims or anything. But, I want but to. we we also don't yeah. we kind of draw a line but, when yeah, it comes but, to but Mormons I wouldn't, I wouldn't and call that, I wouldn't call that ecumenical because I'm not. Like if we were to bring on like a Mormon or a, a Jehovah Sikh, Sikh gentleman or something, yeah. like, I wouldn't call that ecumenical because we're not bringing it on like as in we're like brothers in the faith. Yeah, it'd be like okay, cool, you're on that team, still respect you, want to hear what your deal is all about. Yeah, have a conversation. <clears throat> yeah. and, and so I mean, like, but like I don't believe you're not a Christian, <laughs> right? Like so <laughs> in this way, this is ecumenical. But I thought we did a good job in our ecumenical episode. To, I do too. To a degree, in presenting the fact that we're not we're not against the idea of ecum like of people of different faith streams and theological understandings coming together. Yeah. What we're against is like the the forcing, the, the top down enforcement, mm-hmm. because that's instantly does away with the yeah. It instantly does away with the idea that it's ecumenical to begin with. Yeah. So I I thought that was the main point we were trying to make. I yes I agree, and I feel like it may have been misunderstood or misconstrued or misinterpreted. It might have been. I mean, maybe we can do another episode on the topic in the amateur Christian, like mm-hmm. where we can like talk about the good side of ecumenicalism. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had I actually had a situation like that uh, this this Sunday. Oh really? We had the pseudepigrapher of Crete came to Vespers with me. Um, went to the the Saturday evening prayer service at the Orthodox Church in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And so we sat there afterwards for like an hour talking with, uh, with, uh, the two priests and, uh, yeah, Jeremiah was like talking about like him being like a, uh, Protestant kind of reformed minister in a certain area. And the guy's like, oh, I know the area. Like they started talking about things that they knew, people that they knew. Yeah. And the next, next thing you know, they're talking about doing like, you know, like the times where Jeremiah's had to do joint services for people he's been the minister for, but he can't perform a funeral for because yeah. their parents wanted a specific kind of funeral and so who he would interact with and, you know, like different, yeah. so different kind of things and how the, the, how the, the, the various streams of faith 
try to tried to help each other out yeah. despite the differences. And yeah. so that that was super cool. It was that's a really, really, really awesome. neat conversation that was that was being had there that day. And that's the cool that's the good stuff. That's yeah. the cool part of ecumenicalism. Yeah. When you get guys together that despite their differences, respect each other enough to work with the differences rather than being like, no, this is this is the way. <laughs> Teams. Yeah, the, yeah, teams, yeah. and if you if you have a difference, you better shut the f up about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of mentality. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm very blessed to not have. Uh, I think I've abandoned. I'm hmm, maybe I haven't. I've distinguished difference between what kind of tribe I'm a part of. I'm I'm far more open than I used to be where it used to be very tribal, very us versus them. And now I'm mm. more, I, I, oh man, that was a conversation that we had that was more, uh, <laughs> less me being the bad guy, uh, okay, where, cool. uh, again, and another conversation with my sister-in-law. Just, just, just for reference, I don't think you're being the bad guy there. I think you were just presenting your, <laughs> presenting your opinion and yeah. position on something. We just had a giant ass conversation about it where nobody was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't view our government as... <clears throat> evil, intentionally, like malicious and like evil in that way of like, we're going to fuck with conservatives. <clears throat> Where uh, the people that I was having a conversation with, they were like, no, they're, they're, they know what they're doing and they know it's wrong and they're doing it anyways. And I'm like, I don't think so. I think they just, they believe what they're doing is right. They, they believe themselves to be correct. They're wrong, again, but they do believe what they're doing is a good thing. And she disagreed with me. And I'm like, was that, did I ever sound like that? I'm quite sure I did. Who didn't at one oh, point perhaps. just believe that whoever you disagree with is absolute evil or, or doing things intentionally to destroy the country? And that was a big part of it is they're doing this to destroy the country. And I'm like, I... Mm. Well, I mean, okay, so if, let, let's, let's grant that's true. Let's grant that they are, are actually trying to destroy the entity that like is Canada. Like a great reset. <clears throat> if they are trying to destroy this thing that is Canada, they're doing it out of the idea that there's something better for us to be. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how fucking wrong that is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like being a part of a one world order or yeah, whatever kind of thing that they might want to be, like a globalist type of thing that they want to do. I disagree with that. I don't want to be that. I think it's evil. Yeah. That being said, just because I think it's evil doesn't mean that I think you're there being like, hey, we're bringing about the end times. <laughs> Hail Satan, everyone, and let's, let's you know. <laughs> they, they end every meeting with a cup of blood and too evil. <laughs> too evil, gentlemen. No, they're doing this out of a genuine worldview that thinks that this is the right thing to do. So even if... You know, you can't make an omelet unless you crack a few eggs, mm-hmm. right? Even if they have to crack the, yes, conserv- the conservative <laughs> eggs to make their omelet, yeah. they're going to do it, but they're not doing it thinking they're evil no. or just to fuck with you because they hate you. No. It's we know better than you and we're doing this for you despite yourself. Yeah. This is for your own good. It's like they see us, us as conservatives or people who disagree with them as children that need to be taught. Just like I, as a father, try to teach my kids things because I know it's good for them. Take your medicine. You'll feel better. 
Yeah, exactly. You don't seem like the good guy in that scenario no, to your kids. No, no. You're, you, I remember speaking very ill of my father in my youth of, I will never do this with my children. I will never do this. I won't spank them. I won't uh, just really, you're the worst. really stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> you're the worst father ever. Worst day ever. My kids say that so oh, much. Right? I'm like, shut the fuck up i'm like it's i like, feel like we need to beat them just so they have some like honestly you, I'm you, like you have you no idea true, you haven't had a truly bad day yet yeah you have you don't know what a bad day is kid <laughs> and and to that to that effect do we like after reading no. the, the gulag archipelago no. like have you ever had like a truly evil day <laughs> no no my days are great do you know what i did did i slept until 10 because i have a day off and I'm getting to the point where I'm like, man, I can't wait to get back to work. <laughs> like, that's uh, – I'm very blessed and I know Oops. that I'm blessed and I recognize that all the hardships that I have are, is good hardship. Like my bad days are still good days. They don't feel like it in the moment. But uh, when you read a book like that and, or listen to it and you're like, oh, oh, shit could be so much worse. It's like – I am blessed. <laughs> you just get to step back. But when you get in this echo chamber of woe is me, yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. Just I, I, I've heard something about gratitude being so good for the brain. It is. It's one of those things. It's hard to do, but it, it, actually, it actually does make your brain work. Mm-hmm. Better mm-hmm. in every single way. Like it's super good for you. If you don't have something to be thankful for, read a book of people that have had it worse. I yeah. know it doesn't it doesn't make your plot problem less real because that's the thing. We we recognize that our problems are real. Mm-hmm. Your feelings of uh sorry, feelings. Uh what you feel in a moment, it's not trying to disregard it. It's just trying to put it into perspective. I'm not saying don't feel what you're feeling because that's not right. But but if the feels that you're having like are paralyzing you, <laughs> you know, out of like fear or anxiety or things like that. Maybe, maybe you know, perspective, <laughs> maybe some perspective will help. Yeah. And understand that, man, people have had it way worse than us before in the past. And, and as shitty as this country is. <sighs> have you ever tried to like, just write down 10 things you're thankful for today? Today? Or just like, just you oh, know, yeah. like uh, as a daily practice or a weekly practice or something, no. just sit no. down and write down. 10 individual things that you yourself are thankful for. That can be difficult, but that's a very fruitful exercise to do. Oh, I imagine. Because like when you get to six and you've said all the obvious things. Yeah. Then you're like, you actually start to do real positive introspection. Yeah. You're like, what kind of things do I have going on for me right now that I, that I don't notice that infinitely make my life better? Do you know one of the things that I would have put on that list right now? And I know it's such a it. small <laughs> thing to some people. My wife and I got new bed sheets and they're they're flannel and yep. they're so they're so comfy. It's <laughs> just like it's such a little thing that some people wouldn't think twice about. But for me and, and we've had our our bed sheets are fine. We're mm-hmm. we're clean people. <laughs> <laughs> but these ones, we didn't spend a lot of money. We still got them at one of these retail discount places, but they were flannel. They're cotton and they're soft and they're just so comfy. And it's it's such a nothing to some people, but to me, I, I love it. It's so comfortable. And when I get into bed every night, it's like being 
wrapped in a warm hoodie. Just, yeah. And it's such, again, such a small thing to right? some people. But like, so you just sat there and you just reminisced for like 30 seconds <laughs> about something that you wouldn't have otherwise thought of without the exercise yeah. of thinking about gratitude. Mm-hmm. And don't you feel better? Like you mm-hmm. actually lit up. <laughs> It's really comfy. Right? <laughs> like you can actually like turn around a bad mood. Yeah. Just with doing that exercise where you get past the normal things. Like, okay, well, I'm thankful for that I'm alive. I'm thankful. Thankful for my wife. Thankful for my kids. Thankful that I, you know, have enough money to, to get up to go to work. And then you're like. I'm healthy enough to go now? to work. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then, then all of a sudden you're like, then, then the revelations start dawning on you yeah. of how good it really is. My kids are healthy. Like we, we take our, we, we take advantage or, uh, for granted our health so much because I've, I've met people who are going through it and their kids are going through it. And I'm like, man, I, I feel for them because it's the one thing that I have that I am grateful for. And I know could be taken away from me at any moment. Mm -hmm. It can, like, I can't live the lifestyle that I've been living forever (laughs) and not get some, I'm sorry, things are going so good. Not all the time because I still have to work my ass off to do it. But it's getting to the point of I'm so blessed that I feel like Job, like something's going <laughs> Looking around corners and stuff. <laughs> Where God's – not get smited, but, you know, I'm going to ride my motorcycle just a little too hard and pay for it or just something stupid. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. It happens. <laughs> it does happen to you. Uh, exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> You're very good at it. <laughs> very good at getting beat up. Mm-hmm. So yes, in this year, any New Year's resolution? No. None? <laughs> no, I don't have any New Year's resolutions. Um, I would say my kind of like, my New Year's resolution started with my chrismation this year, if I'm going to be honest, because that was yeah. kind of like a, it was a stark moment of like, okay, now I'm responsible for new for learning a new way to live. And so I think I'm still on that train. Yeah. I'm, I'm still working at that. Yeah. So trying to add in a New Year's resolution right now as an arbitrary thing to do because it's January 1st seems retarded in light of right. of uh, of what I'm still working on. Right. It's just like, oh, yeah, no, for me, yeah, a big part of it is just, well, right now I'm on this whole January fucking thing of not drinking and no weed. So it's uh, mm. So yeah, you're, you're, so you're doing a fast. Yes. Doing a little mm-hmm. fast. Everyone's like, oh, that's it. I'm like, I don't think you know how much I like beer and whiskey. <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic, but you know. But I like those things. I and like, like those things a lot. Like we have like what? Three bottles of whiskey and a bottle of tequila on our. On our shelf. On our shelf right now. It's one of those things that is a part of what we do here. Like yeah. we sit, we, we have a couple together and we. Yeah, like we it's, 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 it's part of. Six beers of, sitting here, three bottles of whiskey and those yeah. are things I love. And it, it's part of our vibe. It's yep. part of like, almost a little bit of our brand. Yep. But at the same time, it's, it's good to take time every now and then, right? Like yep. I just did, I just did basically a month myself. Yeah, that's where, right. That's right. Yep. You know, I was off, off of that wagon because I was on a fasting cycle. Yeah. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. So I'm I'm doing you, that for the just this month though. Okay, you know what? Let's get on this idea of fasting or fasting. A little thing. I remember one of my brothers saying for Lent he was going to give up coffee, mm-hmm. and somebody mocking him for it hmm. as being like, "Really? That's it? That's the best? That's the best you can come up with?" Yeah. 
that's effing retarded. You're capable of so much more. We should be doing push-ups, calisthenics. <laughs> like I mean, he damn near wanted, he damn near wanted to do like a, like a Joe yeah. Rogan sober October. Yeah, uh, just thing. Goggins the shit out of that. Yeah, right. Whole like, thing. yeah, he, he like had in his mind that we were gonna just gonna Goggins this, and like he really, he really went too far in putting the, down my other brother here. Yeah, about that. Do you know what that forty day period of fasting from from calf from from coffee did for him? No. He shed like 20 pounds. Yeah. Like he actually dropped, uh, that might be an exaggeration, but he dropped a significant amount of weight from cutting back the amount of cream and sugar he was adjusting on a daily basis because of how many coffees, how many triple triples he was having. Yep. That was a huge, huge hit to his calorie intake. Uh, And and it was a jump for his health too. He's like, oh. Yeah, jump for his health, like cutting down on caffeine. Like that was... And, like, caffeine's addictive. Yeah. And it's also habit-forming, right? Yeah. Like, you get up in the morning, have a cup of coffee. It's part of your mood-boosting routine sort of yeah. thing, right? So you're actually... You're, you're, you associate it with waking up. Yeah, you're associating with waking up. You're associating it with with having conversations at work. You're associating yeah. it with, like, you know, the kind of the water cooler talk with where you're at. Like, hey, yeah. let's go for coffee. Let's, like... Oh, there's yeah. A, it's, a, it's actually a social norm that you're cutting out of your life. Yeah. As well as the calorie aspect of it. So that thing, that one little thing that he did there turned out to be a massive net benefit to him for that time of of fasting. Yeah. So if you want to fast something that's little. Yeah. Some, the, the little thing that you can do. Yeah. Can have great impact over the long run. So don't let the, don't let the great be the enemy of the good. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like if don't don't let the giant ideal of I'm gonna do this and that and that and that and then coming up to it and not being at the level to achieve this ideal you have in your head crush your ability to do one small good thing. Yeah. It's the idea that perfection uh creates progress. It's like no, no. progression destroys progress. Because if you're not willing to do something imperfectly, you're not gonna do it. And so it just destroys any progress that you made. So don't go gogginsing everything up. Mm-hmm. Maybe just stop drinking the coffee. And oh, I'm just going to say this now. If you're not drinking coffee and somebody says, hey man, let's go for a coffee. You don't, don't fucking say I don't drink coffee. It's not about the coffee. <laughs> it's not about the coffee. Get tea while you're Get there. Get a tea. But- I don't care. Just don't say I don't drink coffee. Nobody cares. <laughs> they want to hang out. Do you want to hang out? Do you want to hang out or not? Uh, coffee. Want to go for? Really? Hey, you want to go for a beer? It's like, oh, I don't drink beer. It's like, shut the fuck up. Do you want to hang out or not? Yeah, I'm asking you to come out for a beverage with me, <laughs> like so we can just <laughs> go to a place and have a conversation. Be <laughs> like, you just say yes, and when you get there, order your whiskey or your water or your diet coke. I don't give a fuck. Just hang out. <laughs> I hate that. That's that's one of my biggest grinding of gears. It's just the. That I don't drink. It's not fill in plank. Not about the thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's about the hanging out. Yeah. <sighs> use your use your brain. Use your brain, and I'll probably catch myself doing that. Anyways, we should probably call her. All right, let's do this. Well, this was good to get back in action. I can't wait for our next podcast, which will be about topic X. Topic X. Fill in the blank. <sighs> we'll figure it out, or I don't know. Message us. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Happy New Year. Um, Merry Christmas. If we didn't say it to you. Uh, Yeah, thanks for coming along for the ride. All right, God bless y'all.